With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Charles Oka. You listen to the Mike Sappho podcast. Oak, the legend. Oak, the legend. What's up, my friend? Nah, man, just chilling. Trying, trying to get through life without drama. Mid-50s, you're still looking really good. Hey, trying to hold on. Just got gray. Only gray. That's it, though. You're still in good shape. You still nah. working out? Uh, Yeah, I try to get three or four days in. What's your workouts like? Nothing special. I just do whatever I feel like morning. How about your diet? I don't die. Never died in my life. Eat whatever you want. Ba- chicken, bacon, pork, whatever. Is it more of a low-carb keto thing no, or not? <laughs> never, never been into that. Really? Oh, never? Never. Just go get my hour. Get quick just get my hour, hour, five minutes in and just go. Oh, here's my thing. I see we're in Times Square now, Tapin. I see you at the Brooklyn Nets game. I see you in Vegas. Where does the Oak Man call home? Is it Chicago, Vegas, I'm from Virginia? Cleveland. Okay, so Cleveland, is that is that home for you? Cleveland, New York. I'm back in New York. I'm in New York, so I just I, I do a lot. So I do a lot of charity and stuff. What charity stuff you went to? Uh, I do a lot. I do I'm on I do about twenty charity events a year. Do you really? Yeah. Still giving back. Always have, never stop. Is it crazy you haven't played for the Knicks for 25, 30 years and your name still resonates, still so heavy, you're still revered? Does that like surprise you or anything? Like how much you're loved still? Well, they they get to see more and see me do more now. And they saw me on the court. People see me off the court. Uh, I do, like I said, I do a lot of charity work. I uh, engage with a lot of different pe- type of people. and I give people a chance, if, you know, if I have time to deal with some situations, issues. Um, I'm always giving. So I never try to like, just tell the person no. I try to either try to give them a number to talk, contact someone, or either I try to take it on myself. You know what? Being off the court, people can really see the personal... Like, you, you, you humanize more. You're not just a basketball player, Charles Oakley. You're the human Charles Oakley who do things. I think in our era, you, it was both. I mean, we did go out, some guys, and uh, I think they put too much into it. And, like, in this day and era, everything is, like, back-to-back game. You got private plane. They give you three meals. Back in our days, we did go to the airport. we get our own bags, put them on the plane, take them off. So it's a lot different. But it's part of the job. You can't complain. And you know, got a job. And ch- charity while you can't go sometime. You know, guy get cut second, thirty, fourth year. You know, I was lucky to play eighteen years and you know stay on top of things. Eighteen years. Yeah. Hey, I want to go back to the draft. You played for Virginia Union. Yeah. You go ninth overall. Where were you? Because uh, I don't know if you went to the draft. No, where I, were I you? Did. Give me that phone call when you get drafted. Uh, well, it was a lot of phone calls because they didn't know where I was going. Uh-huh. <laughs> but then we found out I was gonna go first round. They didn't know where first. So then we found out Chicago. In Cleveland, had worked a deal out. Mm-hmm. I was at my college coach house in Virginia. Okay. So laying back, eating some little, you know, picking on a little finger food and just <laughs> wasn't nervous or nothing because, like I said, anything to get drafted was a blessing. Uh-huh. Wherever, wherever I went, okay, go top ten, it was, a, it, was a, it was a better blessing. And it wasn't like now where you can go on and just Google Charles Oakley mock draft. You didn't know really where you were going, right? Uh. I didn't, but some guys did because they went to D1. I went to D2 of school. Co- of course. Historic Black College. 
And most times, them type of guys don't go top three rounds. So back then, we had, you know, six, seven rounds. But I guess they like my body of work. I went to all-star games. I performed against the best guys at a high level. Didn't back down stronger, just as strong as he was. But they had a bigger brand than I did. Virginia Union versus North Carolina versus Alabama versus Duke. So I was, you know, until I got on that floor, I like I told them, we all the same size. The floor ain't no wider, so the rims the same size, you know. <laughs> Let's go. I'll tell you what they liked. They liked your 18 rebounds a year. That's what they liked. <laughs> hey, let's play yeah. Charles Oakley trivia. Who got drafted before you? One pick before you. Uh, probably, I know the seventh pick. I don't know the eighth pick. Uh, seven, <laughs> seven was Mullen, right? Devlin Shrimp. Yes, Shrimp was eight. Okay, okay. and who went right after you? After me, number 10. I know it's someone. I know Keith Leaf probably went 10 or 11. No, Ed Pickney. Ed Pickney, okay. Went right after you. Boston. When you were playing in New York, where'd you live? I lived in Westchester. White Plains, most of my whole career until like, you know, three, four years ago. I moved out and I'm right down by Lincoln Tunnel in the city. So I'm still hanging on in New York. You're still gripping on. I'm surprised when you played for the Knicks, you mm -hmm. didn't live in the city? No. There no players live in the city when we played. Why is that? We had, you know, we packed upstate. Okay, and makes sense. We only came in the city for games. So shoot arounds upstate. Then they time to start mixing up a little bit, shoot arounds at the garden, and that didn't work out too good. I mean, when you bring the guys to the cities for shoot around, then go to hotels, <laughs> just too much going on. Them, most of the guys live, ninety percent of the guys live like twenty minutes to practice. And my thing was always live close to practice. I was like seven minutes from practice. Really, my next question was going to be two a.m. Where's Charles Oakley hanging out? You want to hang out in the city, guy, or you still hung out in the city a little? Ah, uh, we did stuff <laughs> when, more in the summertime than during the season time. So you know, it, was, it was strictly better when we played. I mean, we helped one another accountable. We ain't no like hanging out party and somebody getting in trouble and we weren't here in the press and all that stuff. So in the summertime, enjoy yourself. When season time, it's all business. First dumb purchase you made after you uh, you get drafted. You make you get your first big paycheck. First dumb purchase. I ain't make no dumb purchase. Really? No. Nothing stupid? No, I just bought my mom a house and life went on. Bought myself a car the next year. I mean, I had a car, but, you know, just when, you know, just just try to live life to the fullest. And coming from the inner city, you know, friends, family, cousins, a lot of the family members, you try to help out as much as you could. Why didn't you fall down, and I don't want to say the trap, but why didn't you fall into the trap of, um, you know, a lot of people from the inner city who make all the money, a lot of the time they lose it. W were uh, you smart with your money? Do you make good investments? Well, I made investments. I tried things. Uh, everything didn't work. But knock on, knock on wood, uh, I'm still, you know, surviving. Uh, still got some good things going on, and uh, I'm still working forward. Um, you know, I think sometimes when you once you get out of the league, then you try to find that next level. What you're gonna do? You know, it takes tosses and turns until you get something together unless you have a good strong team when you you know while you're playing and both most time a lot of people don't and a lot of people just try to you know play as long as they can then at the end just say let me see what i'm gonna do but i had got some investment before the end but you know some work some don't of course that's the game i can't tell you what a pleasure it is to have you here when i mean an honor i've had on a ton of athletes uh, i know your boy kenny anderson he's on the show all the time with right. me we're all on. To sit here with you as being one of the biggest Knicks fans, it's such an honor because I remember those 90 teams. Yeah. And to just sit here with you, blowing my mind. So I can't thank you enough. No problem. Thank you. So for the next seven hours, you and I are going to go through the Charles Oakley life. Sound good? That's no problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's no problem. Hey, oh, I, I want to talk about this. You get drafted. Mm -hmm. um, 
w- when you're with the Bulls for a little bit, Jordan comes there. And I know you guys are close friends now. When he, he was got, there before me. Yeah, when he when, when you got right. there, did you know he was not a special player, a game-changing generational player, or you were like, this kid's awesome? Well, once I got to play with him more and more, you know, you see him in college, you didn't see a lot. And there been a few guys like that in college. You know, when went to Carolina, when Dean Smith have a system, it ain't like – no one going to average 20 and 30 points. So basically you're going to have two or three guys average from 14 to 17. And But you can just see it's unique, it's, it's unique of Jordan, you know, once you practice his swagger, he walk, this and that, and, you know, his mindset of working hard at all time. And, you know, once you see well, – once I saw that, you know, my rookie year, you know, he took me to the All-Star game. Being around him, uh, just embracing me and, you know, giving me a chance to take me to places and show me some of the things and – what it takes to be a professional at all time. I learned a lot from him, but uh, I already had that attitude, you know, tough-minded, this and that, and, you know, so him giving me the pieces to learn and my own pieces and, you know, a few other guys, you know, that's how I get to be a leader. I'm a gossip guy. What made you guys bond to be friends from then all the way to now? Um, I guess his toughness and my, my, my toughness, and I think I rubbed off. My, a lot of my toughness to him, he just rubbed off a lot of his smarts to me and how he worked and I know that, you know, how he trained and I know in practice every possession is like a game possession. So when you can practice the same way you uh, play and knowing that when the game comes, it's just it's like a repeat what I've already done. So a lot of things he did in the game, we already had seen it in practice. So people like, oh, wow, this and that. I saw that. <laughs> So people are like, oh, we might go play. I, I don't get excited because I see a dog here and there. I mean, I already saw it. So a lot of people are like, I got to play. I can't get caught up in that, you know. It might three or four minutes before I come back to my senses, and three or four minutes we might be down 10, 12 points. So I need all of my attitude at all time on the court. Oak, I always say you lie to women and children, never your friends. So you and I, I'm going to say we're considered boys now. You get traded ever once in the past 30 years, if you like, Crap, if I would have stayed with Chicago, i get a bunch of rings. Did it ever cross your mind? Uh, no. Really? No. I mean. Is that maybe for me from a fan standpoint? Uh, like, a, lot of, a lot of guys probably would think that way because I know what I can bring to a team. I knew that I came, when I came to New York, we would have a chance to get one because I bring that attitude and tenacity. IQ for the game, hold guys accountable, and um, – but we got there, but we didn't win. But I knew that we'd get, you know, to the finals and so have a chance to win one. But we didn't. We could have probably had a chance to win two. But Michael was in our way a couple of times. <laughs> it, <laughs> it happened like that. That, that. And you know what? That's what made it. How much fun was it back then? Do you get bothered talking about the '94 Knicks a lot? Do you get like, okay, enough of it? Do you hate like talking about it? Oh no, I don't like. You know, the fans. If somebody asked me the question, I don't. Yeah. I don't let it get to me. I mean, we was there. We was right there. We was up three two. Um, we we just couldn't finish. So, a lot of things happened, you know, in that series that you know we should have. I think we should have beat them in five, but um, you know, we just didn't shoot the ball well, and they they hit some shots and a couple of blown covers. But uh, I think you know we had enough talent to beat them. Everybody said we didn't never have enough talent, but coaching strategies and you know Pat Riley, the way he coached, and sometimes. The adjustment didn't mm-hmm. happen quick enough, you know. So that hurts a lot, too, to me. Because mm-hmm. being a player out on the floor, this and that, and that's why you get your halftime. You know, you got to adjust. Especially in football, Belichick or something. And Pat Riley, how you coach, that was one of his weaknesses. His weakness was the adjustments? 
Uh, Jessamine, Gang Jessamine, yes. I ne- I'm the biggest Kentucky basketball fan, mm-hmm. and my only criticism against Coach Calipari, the man can walk on water, I think, he's the greatest, right. is that halftime adjustment. Sometimes they'll be up nine at the half, they right. come out, I always feel the team, other team makes the adjustments, and we right. kind of rely on talent a little much, too. Right, right. And let me ask you this, because you guys, Riley was such like the upper echelon, it's Pat Riley. You guys can never like talk amongst yourselves. Be like, listen, we gotta fucking change this. Like, we gotta make some changes here. Well, we we talk about stuff. But in the day, the ball went to Patrick, and Patrick made the decision. You know, Patrick. You know, he didn't have a great series to mm-hmm. me, and I think that, that you know he just it was just one of them things. He just he had a good series against Houston, and uh, so that's why I said if you had a decent series, we could have won it with ease. So it was just one of them things that happened in life. You know. Hey, what can you do? Try to get back the next year and try to do the same thing, but win it. I made my little notes here. Charles Oakley, 94, old defensive first team. You only made the All-Star team one time. That's a bunch of bullshit. You yeah. get to the finals. 94 is your glory year, like the year like you, you talked about the most probably? Uh, not really talk about the year. It's just, I ask the question when people ask me. Uh, I know 94 was a year, you know, a lot of good things happened for the team. So I'm glad it was one of my better years. On, on paper, but it helped us get to the championship. So I, I, you know, I didn't look at it like that, but I appreciate the notes and all the stats. <laughs> but uh, you know, I made an All Star team, so it was a good. Ninety four was a good year. They said ninety two thousand was the best decade, so ninety four was my best year there. You know, uh, I'll tell you this: I'm, I'm I'm a little younger than you. You know, that's the first time I ever cried over sports. Ninety four, yeah. I was twelve years old. Yeah. I cried. We're up three two. Yeah. Not you, oh, you didn't make me cry. The team made me cry. So you you uh, can apologize to me later on. When you get uh, traded to Toronto, you go there with Vince Carter and T-Mac. Mm-hmm. Were you going there more as a mentor to them? or uh, No. Really? Leader, enforced, forced issues, hold guys accountable. It, it didn't stop. Even though I was late in my career, I think them guys, they saw me coming, working. You know, a lot of guys. It was, it was a veteran team, though. You know, Kevin Willis, Dale, Dale Curry, uh, Mark Jackson, D. Brown. Muggsy Bugs, we and Kevin Willis, so we had a veteran core. So everybody had been somewhere before. No one had won a ring. Mm-hmm. So when we got there together in Toronto, we all like, let's try to do this. You know, we've been lead 15, 14, 15 years. Let's try to get a ring because we had enough talent, especially with Vincent Tracy, our young guts, our young guts. They was like, but they broke them up the next year. But uh, we tried. We went. We you know we beat, came in here and beat the Knicks and went to play Philly up up again. We had Lenny Wilkins, bad in games, mm-hmm. you know, Justin. I mean, I, you know, he just, for a coach who, they say he had a thousand wins and a thousand loss, he didn't move me at all. He, I guess it was just, you know, that was in his career. He was just in the rocking chair, in the rocking chair, just rocking until his time was up. But it hurt us in a way because it's, it's, some of his in game decisions hurt the team. And you don't realize as a fan that in game decisions, you know. Oh, yeah. We and I said, they, well, I said something to him. And he had he had a grudge for us. That's why they traded me the next year because I'm still in it. I've been in playoff many times. I've been to the finals, and I understand. I've been through this with Pat Riley. I'm not gonna let my team go down like this. You making a bad sub, and we don't need the sub. And they traded me the next year just because I said that. Unbelievable. And until today, I see Glenn Gunwall with the GM and this and that and. You know, they grouped, got together, and said they can do better without me, and they got worse. But my thing is, when you never done something, and how can you tell me if I'm wrong? And I've been in, and I've done it. And so a lot of people think they know a lot of stuff because they coach. If you ain't been to the final, you don't know how the accent's old, the pressure, the situation. 
So that's why when Pat Riley came in, we had to give him, you know, the props because he had won championship and we haven't. So a lot of things I dialed down. He dialed down my minutes and other stuff to other guys. But as, you know, two or three years go past, that didn't work. He dialed my minutes back up. We went to the finals that next year. T-Mac and uh, Vince Carter. Is that the best one-two punch that never really... Young punch? Yeah, that didn't really do anything, right? Well, they only played one year together. I know. Like I, For me... Look Vince, at, Vince had a good run, but individually they had good runs. Like, like, I don't know you know a lot about music, like the Temptations. Of had, course, of course. But the Temps had probably, and you look at music, probably the three or four best singers on on the Temps. And, you know, uh, uh, two of Dennis Elwood, Eddie Kendrick, they went solo, but the temps were still the temps because they had like always somebody can replace them mm-hmm. at a high level. That's like, wow, who's going to be the next? And every time somebody leaves, they get better and better. So, you know, when you got guys like that can sing, sing, you know, that's what you need in the playoffs. Somebody who can produce and be at a high level every night. Now, you watch the playoffs now and these days, you don't know what's going to happen. Well, let's talk about that. Let's <laughs> l- let's skip up ahead to the current state of the NBA. Do you like the current state of the NBA? Is it in a good place? Well, financially, yes. Well, financially, globally, it's killing. Yeah, it's yeah. at all time. Mm-hmm. For us, like, if you watched the eighties, nineties, early two thousand, you might be spoiled because you want to see more of a team concept, more of a dial in, and guy understand roles and playing together. And so it's hard to teach kids unless you just can shoot like Steph Curry or whatever. So it's hard to teach kids by watching this day and age because everybody just want to shoot and dribble. If you want, that's why fundamentals need to come back. You're always going to need fundamentals because you got to know how to pass, cut, and so many guys be out of position in the games. I went to Jersey and Philly game Saturday. You know, Jersey had the game. You know, last oh. five was the last five or six possessions was turnover because they never been there. They ain't had no kind of experience and it showed. Philly had better athletes, better players. Philly ain't great in the situation, but they better, they better than Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on paper, if you put one against one, Philly destroys them as a team. The Nets had that game. They had the game. That's insane. The Nets had them. And you know what's a good first round series? Lillard versus Westbrook. That yeah. that's a nice series. Are you not liking it? I mean, uh, I mean Westbrook do Westbrook, but, but that ain't basketball. What what Westbrook does? You know, yeah, because all that hot dog and this and that. Somebody have been hitting beside the head. Uh, either his teammate needs to say, "Yo, bro, enough. This not helping us. This hurting us." You know, all your different taxes and this and that. I mean, we're we not winning. We're losing. We need to be chill and, and, and aggressive in a way that we all on the same page. So Portland playing cool and smart. You mm-hmm. know, they playing smart. They got one of the best players out. That's what I'm saying. When you can get a bunch of guys to buy in what you're trying to do, like the Clippers with uh, Golden State, they, they, ain't got, they got really the best player, Harris, mm-hmm. and they still they came back from 31. They had a fight with uh, the Golden State the other night. Could have won, but they – the best two players, one went to five for twenty, other one two for twelve. So my thing is, you at least that team they fighting like like Brooklyn, they fighting, but they don't have enough firepower. Is it the LeBron effect that LeBron's not in the playoffs? I'm a basketball guy. I watch the games. I'm like, oh, like I'm not like soaked into this the playoffs. Is it because LeBron's not in it? Is it because it's not that exciting? Why? Um, LeBron's a different. He brings. It's just like um, you go to a festival, this and that. You got a Beyonce, a Michael Jackson, Prince. Everybody gonna stay just to see like LeBron bring that show to NBA playoff because he can get triple double. He make guys he make guys good every night, and he hold guys accountable. And you know he want to win at a, at a high level that you want to watch it. A lot of people hate on his how he play, why he takes don't take shots and da 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 this and that. But 
at the end of the day, he just unfortunately this year L.A. He didn't have enough talent. He missed a lot of games. But um, I just think the guys around him ain't talented what people think they are. They, even though they're a top two or three pick, they don't make you talent. Speaking of L.A., what's going on with your boy Magic? Just randomly steps down. Is there more going on over there? Well, same thing with Phil Jackson in New York. I mean, when you get the job, you think one way. And then once you're trying to do something like Phil was trying to put a triangle in, and these guys was rebelling against him. Yeah, they were fighting it. It was like – why not give this guy a chance? He won nine, ten, eleven, twelve championship. You haven't won nothing, but it's these guys, the main guys at Prima Donna, they don't want to change. And when these guys don't want to change, that's why you see starting seeing guys getting older like AI or Carmelo and this and that. They can't go nowhere else and be successful because they like in the touches. So only way I blame, I don't know. I told someone other day, I wish Melo, if Melo would stay in New York, he'll still be playing. He probably have a new contract because mm-hmm. once you go play with Westbrook and Westbrook can hold you for animal and now you got to be third filler on the team and you're like not you now you're in towards your end in your career now you're getting to be a volume shooter five six seven shots don't make you look good you need your 15 to 20 shots that's why I should have stayed in New York and then they wouldn't win it but at least your brand Melo will still be like trying to next year we don't know what's gonna happen with him he's gonna try with a team go overseas now he got to do the AI, or you know, just you don't want that back. You you, you play at too high a level too long to not be just trying to be a man on 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 a team. It sucks seeing it sucks seeing Melo fade out. Melo wasn't he didn't get the respect he deserved here. AI, I think he got the respect towards the end. People had well, it, you didn't, he didn't win. I mean, yeah. you can't give us something. It's New York. They ain't can't, they don't care because you got a Bentley living in Hollywood. <laughs> you wear a mint coat. They want to see you produce night in night out and. It didn't happen. I mean, he, he went to play off one time in seven years. I mean, what you want? I mean, you want coffee every morning? You want water every morning? I mean, <laughs> Speaking of the Knicks turnaround, is it going to turn around next year? Wait, let me actually. I don't, I don't know. Um, I'm not going to ask you who's coming. Is, uh, will there be a frozen ping pong ball this year maybe to get Zion here? I, 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 I don't <laughs> believe in that because, you know, I got picked in the top ten with no frozen ping pong ball. <laughs> what happened happened. I mean. I know if you're going to say they did that, you can say basketball is rigged. Yeah. So if, I, I try not to think so, but I've been in a situation. I know superstar call, they need to stop saying superstar call because now you won't have the superstars. But my thing, if you that good, just let the game play out. Mm-hmm. Don't, everything now, every whistle is like two seconds off now. You know, a guy goes to the hole and look like the ball going in. Then it come out. You be heading down court. They blow a whistle like two shots. It's like it's a time delay. And it's it, it's really not good for basketball. Does it bother you as a real as a former player and now a fan watching it? Do you just get frustrated watching it? Uh, yes, because uh, you seeing team missing six or seven free throws in a quarter and lose by two or three points. Like one, you know, you you inside eighteen for thirty on the free throw line. That's why you lost. Yeah, I mean Brooklyn, they they oh. missed like twelve free throws. I mean, it's it's a lot of air. Like uh, last night watching Portland, what's name? It was like you see three or four air balls, like two air balls in this end, two air balls in the end. But that's what they do now. They shoot threes and they force up shots. One player Charles Oakley would pay to watch in this NBA? Uh, Katie, LeBron, Steph. Not Giannis? No, nah, he's he's okay. Oh, so you're not as impressed or in just like, for me, he's a point. You said who I want to watch. I'm telling you. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's your opinion. Well, okay, you have to ask me. Why? No. I love to see Katie because the, the way he shoot the ball and the way Curry can shoot from anywhere and what LeBron can do on a night in and night out, no matter where he at. So 
They're my top three players in the league. KD going to be wearing the blue and orange next year? Uh, looking outside in, all this stuff going on in New York, if I was a ball player, it'd be tough to come here. It's just too much toxic going on. It's too much drama. Up, up, it's upstairs mm-hmm. and downstairs. It's in your front yard. It's the neighbors. I, I mean, and you're in a place now. You didn't want if they win this year, th- three out of three, and you win the championship. You come here. You don't know who coming with you. Uh, is it Kimbo? Is it Kyrie? Is it uh, could be could be someone else? But I don't know. It's a tough decision. I mean, they want him to come here, but. You come into a situation that ain't, ain't nothing going good. Ain't nothing going good but New York, nothing, New York. Nothing, that's, that's it. That's the only thing you're in New York. I mean, like, LeBron didn't come here when he was a free agent. They said he was going to try to come here. He didn't come. Um, I don't know. You know, they're a little sensitive, and I don't know if they can handle the press. The press ain't going to just, you know, because I'm KD, I'm having 30. They're going to let you know. When you lose three or four games in a row, and they ask you a question that, you don't want to answer. Are you going to answer the question as a professional and say it's part of the business? Are you going to like, wow, you know, I lose three or four games. Now you all want to ask me, you know, that's their job. KD, Kyrie. I mean, you come to New York, you better bring a vest with you. It's a different animal. I mean, it's, they, they, do, they do their job. I mean, it's fun to be a little toxic here. But when everything already is toxic over the top, can you handle that too? It's a, it's a lot more than just basketball here, you know. When they boo you, can you handle that? Because every night ain't going to be a good night in New York. Fans, gonna, they don't call you because you uh, won three championships in Golden State. <laughs> what have you done for me? This is New York. you got to win here. And you know it would be great. Not great. It would be horrible if he has a bad game and all of a sudden he was like, well, he was at uh, Tau at 11 o'clock p.m. I guess he doesn't take the game uh, serious. Dad. He'll just be. Right. I can tell you this. If they got on Jeter, and Jeter was one of the best role models ever in sports, hey, and I don't think. KD or Kyrie come here, you're not going to jump up there in the notch with G that. You know, you're going to work your way up there. So you're going to be on your best behavior. You might not be able to go to Tower or go under uh, One Oaks or, uh, you know, late night. And, you know, because so much social media, you know, TMZ. And, you know, somebody's going to take a picture. Uh, how lucky are you that there was no TMZ or the cell phone cameras back when you played? They was there. So- we might have just took them now. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, it was. I mean, it was there. I mean, but we was professional with it. We didn't. We didn't hang out for games. Listen, a lot of these guys now hang out night before a game. I mean, after the game we can go out because the game is over. But we ain't gonna go out on back to back or or no, we going to a city and we got an early game. But you know, a lot of the new new guys just don't look at it like that. Does the culture bother you that uh, they're friends with each other, like legitimately friends? Is that like is that from AAU social media? Uh, AAU like? social media—that's a new look. That's a that's a, that's what the brand at, you know, the commission. You know, start up there. You know, they say, you know, he, you know, he, he's a little soft with the players, and the players run the league now. Mm-hmm. The players run the league to an extent, and to when it comes to the collective bargaining, and they can do, they can get all the popcorn, the candy, the movie, but they don't own the movie theater. At the end of the day, that's what it is. <laughs> they can go through the watch movie. That's a great call. <laughs> it's like you, you would never hear like Larry Bird liked so and so's post on Instagram. Bird would have never done that back in the uh, day. You know? But see, I, that's the one I knew we need to stop that because we don't know what we would have did back then. Okay, we said it now because it's it's done. Michael won six championship. Imagine won five. Birdie won three. We don't know. We, only thing we might say the money. Everybody said, well, they wouldn't have teamed up. You know what? No, the money was. 
they was, you know, salary cap was still at 30 million, 60 million. You never know what you would have did. Okay, so that's fair. We need to leave that alone because everybody and did it in the, they did it the old-fashioned way. Now don't be bad because Bentley they ain't gonna say, make the same cars five six years in a row. They gonna change something to the car. <laughs> they gonna change something on the car. Anybody gonna keep buying a car looking like it for ten years? So that was the lead. Change the faces and this and that. Speaking of history, the truth. Go New York, go New York, go. Do you hate hearing that song? Uh, that didn't bother me. It's just it's a theme like a lot of other places. You know they got theme songs. So it, it was you know it was <laughs> <Yeah>. hot. <laughs> It was hot. You know, they, they, hey, somebody got some raw desire. Oh, they sure did. <laughs> Where are all your jerseys? Have you kept them? Uh, yeah, I kept them. Uh, Where are they? Uh, probably my mother's house. Um, New York, Houston, Washington, Toronto. CharlesOakleyShop.com. You got some pretty good shirts on there. Yeah, we got some shirts. They got, you know, they got to go buy them. Show them the love. I know they show me a lot of love in New York. I'm talking about other, they do. other cities. But <laughs> New York, they show me a lot of love. We're going to try to, you know, get that real broad out here. And it's just like I'm working on my new grill. I'm trying to competition with George Form. I got the okay. Hot Shot Smokers Grill coming out. And um, I got a few other things. I'm shooting with uh, Bill Simmons, pitching some shows. Uh, Are you doing a cooking show, Bill Simmons? Um, we pitching a lot. <laughs> we pitching some stuff. But uh, I've been doing I did a props cast two years ago, and people liked it. But I've been doing a lot of the small stuff, you know, like I said. I do like you know all the camps still in the summer, and mm-hmm. I do you know special pop ups, cooking events, private events, you know for charity, and you know I do you know private events. Someone want me to come in, and we work on the price, and I do that. Uh, just giving love to, just uh, to the fans. As a gossip guy, this is what I want to know. I want to know this stuff, because the more I'm doing the podcast, I'm having all these athletes on. You realize, and, and as you get older, you see it's a business. Right. Like, oh, how they let so and so leave. Any relationship with the 94 Knicks? Still friends with some of them? Uh, I'm friends with them. I'm just mad because maybe a lot of them didn't have my back when the incident happened in the guard. I thought. Yeah, can we talk about that quick or you rather not? Yeah, I mean, we can talk about whatever. It happened. I yeah. Mean, you know, they did it to me. I didn't do it to them. Yeah, not at all. You know, so, it's, But no, it was just like I was, you know, I'm friends with a lot of them and uh, we played together. And a lot of them work there, you know, you know, on a regular basis. So I'm not really, you know, I just wish Patrick would have said more. Patrick, I know they asked him questions, and he mm-hmm. probably said, "Well, you know, I'd rather not say make a comment." How can you not make a comment? I played with you for ten years, had to back for ten years, and you can't make a comment. That hurt me, really. That hurt me. I went to war for him. I took less money, you know, to play beside him, you know, because I wanted to win. So. It- you know, it's one of them things. It bothered me as an Oakley fan, as a Knicks fan, after the incident, the next day or the game after, he, like, paraded guys, yeah. free will, Kenny Walker. Right. And you okay, know, yeah. And you, you good, know, good question. Like, Kenny Walker, I mean, he don't work for him. Free will. Bernard King, no guy hurt me. I seen Bernard, like, six months after that. I gave him the business. Did you? I, I, I said, I have no more respect for you. What you did that Sunday, he tried to tell me he went – to him and told him, I said, no, you didn't. Don't lie to me. If I ain't here in the press or in the news, don't, I don't care about what you did behind closed door. It didn't happen behind closed door. Well, I ain't that type of guy I like to put my business in the street. How are you not in the street? All your business in the street. When you went to University of Tennessee, when you went to Brooklyn, all this and stuff that happened to you, it's in the street. People know about it. So I was disappointed. And I let him know. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't like it. I really wanted to just get into his mouth, you know. Yeah, it, it bothered me. And spir- you know what bothered me too, Oak? It bothered me. It happens, and then he sits the players down, all the black players next to him. Like, look, right. I'm. S- 
it's right. a big solidarity. We're a team. That bothered me. It's like, wow, you're trying to tell these guys to cut. I just felt they kind of all turned their back on you. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, like I said, a lot of them work for them. I'm not, never stop no one hustle. But mm-hmm. that's, they, flags should have went up. Like, this guy went to war with me, this and that. And the point was, the man was wrong. I didn't do nothing. Just came in, went to my seat. I don't know when they going to get this. We got a tape. NBA, they, they need to see this tape. I didn't do, it was, this was like a hit, a hit job in front of 20,000 people. This man is a control freak. And, he, and he's, he's a bully. Mm-hmm. And he shouldn't have a team in New York. He's a bully. He's, he don't deserve. And the commission, I, 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 I try to give him so much respect, but he didn't do nothing. He didn't find him, suspend him, or nothing about this whole topic. And then he just suspended uh, Sean Mark for going to the official's locker room. He, Houston owner touched the official. He fined him, but he did nothing to this guy. And this guy is, I mean, owners don't like him. Nobody does. And this and that, and you keep letting him get away. I'm telling you, I don't know what it is, but then he tried to call me an alcoholic, like an anger management problem. He just, he just, he just kept telling the tra- the tra- was a train coming. He told him he called us at speed up, sixteen fast, now go hundred. Mm-hmm. I want you to cut him in half. That's what he tried to do to me. He tried to cut me in half, and like I never did nothing to this man. Nothing. One question about that, because I said, I remember watching the highlights, and every fan, and it has nothing to do with loving Oakley, hating Dolan. It's like, it's what, real, though. what they say you did, like, what did Dolan say you did there? He said, I was hollering at him. I just came in the game. <laughs> if I walk in the guard at 8.05, and the game started at 8 I mean, 8.02, 8.03, holler like holler. I did not do nothing. He's lying. This man is lying on me. And I don't, that's what I hate. And I, I mean, that's what I hate the most. He just lying on me for no reason. We got to tape him pointing them guys to come and throw mm-hmm. me out because he don't like me. He's just like me for, because I don't dance to his music. He playing rock. I like uh, OJs. I like Hell Melvin and the Blue Notes. <laughs> so we on different levels. Are you still banned from the garden? I, you banned me once, I'm banned. You know, he banned me twice in six months. So I, I don't, I'm, I'm uh, not going to all this. Yeah. I'm banned, I'm banned. He banned me once and I ain't do nothing. I have nothing. This is disrespectful. Did uh, you mention Bill Simmons? Did you hear the song "Sell the Team"? Uh, it's all kind of song. I mean, like no. Uh, did you hear? Did you hear the song? Yeah, I may heard it, but like St. Patrick's Day, people wearing jersey, mm-hmm. uh, something, and uh, sell the team or this and that. They throwing them out the garden. Yeah, this man, the guy said, "Holler, sell the team." It's just okay. What you think about back in the fifties and sixties when black athletes who tried to. Get on these teams. What do you think what fans were saying to them? To Bill Russell. What do you think he said? They were saying, right. They set his team. house on fire. They shit in his bed, Oak. And you mad because somebody said, sell the team? It's, that thing in skin don't work. I mean, it just, I don't know. Um, you know, his family's from Ohio. They grew up like two miles from me in Cleveland. But, uh, I mean, the father was there. Well, no problem. No kind of issues like this. But him, he's just a control freak. And the commission won't do nothing about it. Well, Some, something's going to happen. He needs to sell that team. Some, That's what he needs to do. Happen. I just want, I'm just when the judge give me my day in court. All this is going to come out. He think You're he, still going to court on this? Yeah. We still, oh, my we still, God. But we're waiting on the judge. The judge, they, they keep prolonging. So we're going to have to do something soon because I, I need action because this man did this in front of me, in front of all these people that embarrassed me, my mom. Ever since that date, my mom, the last two or three years, my mom in law, 30, 30, 40 pounds because she can't sleep stressed. Because, oh, my God. Yeah, it, it's really it's really sickening to, to, to her, right, it's still to this day. And it, it's just bad. 
All right. You talked about him. Let's have some fun. Want to have some fun? <laughs> we good. Me and Oak are out. We're hanging out at the bar. Who's the coolest person in your phone that if you called them or texted them, they would text you back right away? I mean, just about anybody texting them, they try to get back to me in five or ten minutes. I need an answer. Give me a person. It don't matter who. You got to give me a name. Who's the coolest person? I mean, everybody, I'm cool with everybody that I text. <laughs> it's no matter. Jordan's probably your answer, right? I mean, it ain't just Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cool with a lot of people. I mean, you never know. They could be on a, in a plane or in the water. You never know. <laughs> you know. Virginia Union guy, a young Charles Oakley today goes where to college? Uh, I don't know. It's t- that's a tough question. Maybe stay home or maybe, uh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe to a middle America's, you know, team. I don't know. if He, go, maybe, he will probably won't go to Virginia Union. Mm-hmm. But most kids don't want to go to this. Too far. I went, you know, that was a waste. That was a waste from home. Yeah, that's a hike from Cleveland. Yeah, I, I, I had to leave. I didn't want to go back no time. I went back home one time in four years. Really? And what, what would you just didn't want to go back home? It was less, it was it was a lot going on. You know, that's what uh, without knowing your story, that's the problem I think with the New York thing. New York has a great a great tri state area with sports, but you're a kid like Kenny Anderson, Stephon Marbury, Telfair. They come here. They're like, I don't. I grew up here. I want to go somewhere new. I want to experience something. Is that why you think it's hard for New Yorkers to recruit? Oh, in that case, I don't think so. I mean, back in the day, St. John's had good talent, and mm-hmm. uh, I guess Seton Hall, local schools, you know, Rutgers, and them probably the biggest uh, four schools around here. But it ain't um, you don't hear about too much talent coming out of New York no more. I know. So it, it moved out a lot of Florida, uh, California, mm-hmm. probably Texas. Why know. is that? Do, th- do you think? Um, Doug Gottlieb, uh, he tweeted something like, "Oh, New York's talent was overrated, and Marbury crushed them." Marbury on Twitter went like nuts on him, like you're crazy. Look at these great players. Felipe Lopez is on here all the time. Not in the last ten years, I know that they ain't been they had good. Nothing, right? You, th- no. you think they were overhyped back in the day? Maybe. No, they had. Okay. Talent. Yeah, they had some talent come through here. Maybe a little rut we're in right now. Then they had some talent come through here. Um, I mean, you know, you can go all the way back to Kareem, and mm-hmm. I mean, Louis, I mean, you know, uh, they had some. They had some great players come through here. Coolest piece of memorabilia that Charles Oakley owns. Uh, I don't know. It's all in my mother's house, so probably. Oh, she has everything. Uh, coolest people, probably me, Mike, and Scotty. Nice picture of you guys. Yeah, that's pretty. All cool. three of together in, in Chicago uniforms, so that was nice. Was it fitting that your career ended with Jordan? Was it like a nice bow on top of the uh, present? We had a good time together. Uh, when he called me, you know, he was in Washington, and we know I didn't play a lot. I wanted to play. Um, Doug was the coach, but uh, just being there. Showing the young guys that I'm not just there, you know, be on the team. I worked every day, and when my number was called, but we had fun together on the road, just being two vets, and you know, we never took a day off practice. You know, a lot of the guys, well, I'm a vet now. Let me just take off days. Even when it snowed in Washington one time, we was only two short for practice. Did you enjoy the ride while it was happening? I always ask this: Jeter's biggest regret. Derek Jeter said when he retired, his regret was that he didn't appreciate the ride during the. His career. He's like, did you did you appreciate the ride? Well, he had a he had a he had a Bentley. You know, I had a Cadillac, so <laughs> he had a better ride. <laughs> so, <laughs> but no, uh, we 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 know. Like I said, we got in a little bit, but we didn't like I said. Everybody took it so serious back then, and because you never knew, because it was always somebody out to get your job. You know, if you got hurt, you know, you played hurt. You didn't like take a month off. You had to find a way to get out there and be, you know, and have the team win. So. In this day and age, you can get hurt for two months, come back and start, and you know, 
you ain't got you know put you on game man. I mean, uh, strictures minutes and this and that. it's a it's a whole different area. I mean, sometimes I'd be like, wow. Oh, you said serious. You seem so serious now. Are you happy? Are like, you a fun guy? Are you like? I'm a fun guy. I mean, you got to be doing something really, really fun. But so this isn't fun for us, though. No, <laughs> I'm saying is I'm doing it. But I mean, it's, it's different elements, and you do different things. So mm-hmm. I take this serious. Why every time you Google Charles Oakley, it's Charles Oakley does this. Charles Oakley has bitch smack Barkley beef with Rodman. Why do you have beef with so many people? I thought it was. They Google me. It used to be uh, me and Jane Dolan. Yeah, yeah well, no, that uh, is, it was that. That was that was a bad image. I would yeah. have I would have Barkley up there. <laughs> but no, nah, it's just you know stuff happened and people you know they looking this. I hope you keep Googling me. Yeah. It's all about your Google stuff these days and how many times it goes to your site. So somebody getting paid off of that. I'm not getting paid. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> getting paid off Oakley. Do you have a uh, you have beef you have beef with Rodman real beef or no? Oh yeah, I ain't got no beef, but he better not come around me. All right. It will be some beef. Oh, really? So yeah. if you see, I don't. I mean, okay, not a fan. I mean, you know, wearing dresses and mm-hmm. he was. Uh, he was in my. Re- I had a restaurant, well, in Florida called Red Steakhouse, and he was in there one time eating up a people plates. That's so disrespectful. Okay. Then he came to Jerry Krause service in Chicago. He was drunk. I mean, just disrespect, and you know, it's just you know, guy got him in. I mean, tattoos and earrings. I don't want to be around him anyway. All right, and your beef with uh, Barkley. Any beef ain't anymore? Never, you ain't never no beef. I mean, just like sometimes your little brother, you got to hit him on his butt and let him know you're the big brother. <laughs> I, uh, y- you don't have to repeat the story. You flat-out bitch-smacked Charles Barkley. Uh, that's what they say. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the room. That's what they said. It was my second. It was, you know, it's always like a, a double me. <laughs> so it was my second me did that. <laughs> did you, without getting to the story, did you smack him just because he said the name Charles? Is that true? My second Charles, yes. <laughs> hey, you coached for a year or two. Did you enjoy coaching or no? I love coaching. Would you like to? Is that something you would like to get into? Or I would love to get into it, but they don't want you to tell guys. It's, it's a different league now. You gotta yeah. be. It's like a daycare now. It's basically you gotta come with your lunch and you don't get a break. Eat it. <laughs> so it's just you gotta be there and guys don't work on what they. Sh- they don't want to work on no mid range game. They just want to shoot threes and. It's it's crazy now, but this 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 is why you keep seeing the same guys keep getting the head coaching job, the same system coaches because they don't want to bring too much people from the outside to see like wow everybody gonna start saying wow, and you know coaches not coaches no more. It's basically the age of coaching because you got to play their playoffs, you got to do that. It's it's way over the top than it used to be. Cause Asian was you know David Falk and a few other ones a little controlling, but not like now because they like hey you want to sign my guy you better play my guy. It's it's kind of bad. Every time you're at a bar or around older guys and younger guys, the conversation's always like, oh, these Warriors would destroy any team. Yeah. And then obviously us, my generation, right. like, dude, are you kidding me? Like, they would go the whole one time. The 94 Knicks, which we keep talking about, you, Mace, Smith, Ewing, what would like, playing the Warriors now, they would come to the whole one time, and that would be, like, you guys would legit. Well, the, yeah. the biggest thing is what rules we playing by, new rules, old rules. Mm-hmm. But... My thing is, I, I mean, I hate to compare it because it's just they got three of the best shooters ever played basketball, and that's that's a plus for them. But for as physicality, they couldn't handle it, and I give them their props. You have a lot of clout with a lot of people. What are the odds Charles Oakley, Mike Sappho go into Space Jam 2? Uh, it, it's a good chance. It's over 50%. Me and you together or mostly you? Well, it's over 50%. I just said that because I know them guys. They might want somebody to be a stand-in or somebody just – 
hey, I was in, I was in one, so well, that's what I'm saying. They looking they, for, <laughs> so he might call me just to be around. I don't know. I heard but, the um, ones having problems getting there. If you want, oh, I'll stand in the corner, not even looking at anybody. I'll wear whatever they want to wear. Can you make the call for me? Well, I thought that, you know they was trying to get Mike to do it, but Mike wasn't gonna do it. Um, I don't know. I know Muggsy was a big part in number one, mm-hmm. so I don't know if they called Muggsy. I said that on the show, like, yeah, they need to call Muggsy. You know, you couldn't get Mike. Muggsy would be glad to do it. Muggsy's a good guy, right? Oh yeah, Muggsy's a good guy. He was on the Toronto team with. We had fun. Let me ask you this: Michael Jordan has those famous All Star parties, those famous right, ones. Right. What are the odds of me and Simba getting invited to a Michael Jordan All Star party? Yeah, you went with me. You get in. <laughs> okay. I, don't know, I don't know if he'll invite you, but I'm saying if you know, if you was in town, I said, "Oh, let's go." Can I go? To, I said, "Yeah, come on, I'll get you in." All right, let's wrap it up. How many games did you play in your NBA career? Total, ooh, Bob, about wow, I said about between thirteen, about thirteen, fourteen, twelve hundred. Ooh, twelve eighty-two. Yeah. How many points did you average? I mean, I was double double, close to ten, nine points, nine rebounds, almost nine points. Some nine point seven, nine point five boards, wow. two point five assists. That ain't bad for a broke down guy. Cl- uh, player now in the NBA, no one is you who kind of resembles you the most when they play. I have one name in mind, and you might get mad at it. Uh, I'm trying to see who play like me, who set picks, who dive, who I don't see. I don't see nobody dive. I don't see nobody take charges. So it's gonna be hard to find someone to do what I did. Draymond Green. Draymond think he's better than me. Stop it. We had this. Stop. That's well. That's nonsense. I was just. I thinking. mean, Draymond. I mean, I ain't mad at him. You supposed to think he's good, but he he play. I mean, if I play with three, I'm playing space. If I'm playing with Ace King Queen, I'll be good too. <laughs> <laughs> You live in the city now. <laughs> Two a.m. Charles Oakley's hungry. Where are you going to eat? I don't even out there late. Oh no, you're not. You're, you're not late. Uh, I, Where's your hangout now? Where do you hang out now? I don't. I don't really hang out. I just I try to go to good restaurants during you know seven eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. You know, be in about ten thirty eleven at the latest. But uh, I mean, I try to go to all the restaurants in the city. I don't try to do the same place too much. I want to show my love to all the all the restaurant owners in the city. I go to SCK a lot. Deference go. They want pasta. I mean, I go to I go to all of them. I'm, I just spread my wings. I, I like good food though. If it ain't good, I'm sending it back. What's your go to steak? It seems like you're a steak nah. guy. No, I just like good food. It can be a. I don't eat turkey burgers out because I, I make them the best. Okay. It's hard <laughs> to find good turkey burgers. So I'm, I try three or four times so I don't eat them out. But I, I do go to steakhouses, pasta, you know. I go to. Um, I, I, I like to say go to different places. You, you've, done, you've been here longer than you should have been. I'm gonna, I'm gonna name three players that I'm fascinated with from back in the day. Before, can you just pick one of them and talk about them quick? Mm-hmm. Either Connie Hawkins, The Big O, Oscar Robinson, or Moses Malone. These are three players that fascinate me. Maybe there's not enough video about them or not enough written about. Just pick one of those or just tell me something because I'm fascinated with these three players. Sure, Connie Hawkins was played with Phoenix. Was a great guy. You know, uh-huh. talking about um, he got screwed over too by everything. Yeah, yeah I heard about that. And then you said um, Moses Malone. No, the guard. Big O, Oscar Robinson? Milwaukee. But um, I got to go with, you know, Big O. No, with Moses uh-huh. because I knew Moses personal. I knew him when he was in Virginia. I called him with a school in Virginia Union. And, you know, what he did, come straight out of high school and get into the league. And, you know, when he won the championship in Philly, he put him on his back. He went to Houston. He talked dreams, a lot of post-up moves. He's one of the, the guy they call him 2020. You know, he's going to miss by 10 to 12 shots. He's going to get 8 to 10 of himself. So, 
Moses is just one of a kind. Never a player like Moses. I like I got Moses down on top five centers all time. So he was that good. Yeah, he didn't get his props. Yeah, he did, he doesn't. It seems like the players from that generation never get props anymore. Like, well, oh. it's like Paul Pierce in Boston. I don't think he got his props. Mm-hmm. You know, they got KD to come there from Minnesota, and they almost try to you know the league like they like the Garnett, but they ain't like Paul. You know how it is. Just like. When Jim Jackson and Jason Kidd was in Dallas. With Mashburn, yeah, that was when the three. Jim Jackson games. averaged 29 points and then made an all-star team. It's a lot of BS. You know, they push who they want to push. They love pushing the they one agenda they want. They never push my button, so. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that from your mom, just the, the toughness that you like, I'm not going to just comply. I'm not going to uh, mold probably my grandfather back in the day, so, you know, just growing up in the South and the body of work, what he used to do and, you know, steal meal and work in the field. But, uh, you know, just say, I had to find a way to get to the league, so. Just worked hard and got a chance. Does Charles Oakley gamble on any sports? No, you know, me- messing just, around. Just cards and dinners, stuff? Dinners, lunch and stuff. You're not, not you're really. Not, not a sports better, though? No. It's hard to bet. I mean, you, you know, guy going to – you don't know who's going to play every night, especially basketball. Football is a little more hungry. Basketball, you might have said game time decision, it might be 10 games. <laughs> 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 not just they said decision, but, you know, I don't know. It's It's, it's different. So here we go. We're gonna finish with this. So every guest who's ever came on my show is like a hundred and thirty something guests. Oh, I, I'm that late. Well, Oak, I've been trying. Wow. Oak, the only reason I got you I'm on is be top. I got drafted top ten. First, Oak, you're number one. Oak. <laughs> no, I'm you, know, messing you, with you, you know who got bumped for you? I'll tell you. Are you no. no, no, no. You know who got bumped today? You know? Are you a boxing guy? I love boxing. Teddy Atlas. Oh, I, oh, I wish he was in here. He, we got a little beef. No. Yeah, we got a little. Beef. I'm going to Teddy Atlas' house right after yeah. this to do show. What do you have beef for? I used, I used to go to his event. Okay. Oh, the, the Teddy Atlas Foundation. One time. I sure. Came. So one time I went, me and Patrick was there. Okay. So we, you know, got, you know, they in the auction two basketball for like, you know, half and half, like 16000 Then after the event, I stayed an extra hour and a half just signing on the you know, mm-hmm. just hanging out with the fans, you yeah. know, because whatever. Then a, another year come, so I'm in town, and the weather got real bad, and I got called on 57. It would have took me like an hour and a half to get there. Yeah, it's well, in Staten Island. So it was right. It would have took me two hours to get there. And I didn't make it. He went off on me. And then it was a big thing. We went on page six. And I went, you know, like, you know, like, okay, it is what it is. You know, you got a name. I got a name. So you want to fight me in New York? Let's fight. How about this? When I get there tonight, it's I'm going. Good. No, no. Can I, I, hey, can I squash the beef when I get there. With him? It's, it's squash. You know, he didn't touch me. He <laughs> put his hands on me, so it's squash. Well, it, he can talk all he wants. I'm going to talk back. No, we're squashing this beef. When I get to Teddy's house, I'm calling you. Nah, we end the beef. Call me. <laughs> you shouldn't have started. No, no. Oh, so here's the last I'm thing. Put him on that barker list. <laughs> he ain't that bad. They, they say he found him in a ditch somewhere. <laughs> It might be back in that oh. bitch. <laughs> so, like I was saying, so every, everyone who came on my no, show, I like that. He's, a good guy. he's a great guy. They always uh, signed something for me. So, you want to know what I went and just did? What? I went to the NBA store and bought oh, Charles Oakley. Right. So, I don't know if you want to reimburse me for the money, but Charles Oakley. Yeah. Should have told the NBA. Was, I, I, I really went. I went I and bought it. had me in there. Really? Dude, that, yeah, they went. And, dude, I went and bought a jersey just now no. for you. Dude, well, I'll tell you the real or not. No, no, it's not real. It's a swing okay. man. Oakley. <laughs> Oakley. I, unless you reimburse me, I brought the receipt if you want to pay me back. Well, how much they charge you, though? They uh, sell my jersey at the NBA store? They had, they had around, really? They had, I'm going to tell you, they had like 10 of them. Wow. Yeah, right in the Knicks section, in the Knicks throwback legend section. Really? Who, uh, else, who else in there? It's Ewing. So you walk down there, it's on display. It's Ewing, Oakley, Mason, and then there was a Ewing thing, and you moved it. And it was st- it was Starks. It was the f- those are the four guys they have down there. Really? They have Bernard King one, like kind of like in the 
Yeah, throw throwback one. Yeah, I'm gonna, so you can I'm just write. Th- I'm gonna go throw something at that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go there. I'll go throw it on the floor. Yeah, but, but, nah, yeah man. He just, so he you'll, you'll sign it for me when done. Yeah, so, so I shouldn't have paid for this. You would have brought me one. Nah, <laughs> I mean, I get a request all the time. I try to give when they call them. You know, they they don't give us no discount on them. I order them sometimes. Now, they cost like two hundred something dollars. Yeah, do you get? I bought this jersey just now. Do you nah. get anything from this? They say they get a royalty at the end of the year, but it ain't. We don't. So if you get a royalty, you know it's from Mike. Okay. <laughs> I might get $6. Oh, this was an absolute pleasure, my friend. What I mean, right. honor to do this with you, man. I hope you had fun. I did. Bro, that was fucking awesome, man. Right. So, Oak, you better get a reimbursement <laughs> for this, Oak. Don't make me embarrass me. Oh, man. Where, where your mark at? I, I got a mark. Hold on. <laughs> Oak, sign it like to Mike, my all-time best right. friend. Make it funny, because uh, I, I hang them all in my house like uh, funny stuff. I just got to take one picture of you. I didn't know they had my jersey in there. Serious, man? No, they took them for the Yes, I, I brought two. So just do it. Just like to Mike, my I best friend. Blank. Okay. You wanna, I'm gonna put it on the four. Yeah, whatever you want, put it on, man. I can get a picture of us doing yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Ted out, yeah. He was, it was crazy. I was on page six. You want know, to put the mics? Yeah, n- now it looks like we're doing a, a big time show. Like, yeah, yeah, big we'll time. do a show like. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what's great? We just talked for an hour. Now it's like we have nothing to talk oh, about. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Yeah, now we're just sitting here. And <laughs> that's, that is funny with Teddy, but I had, so I had Teddy was supposed to come on today at three. Mm-hmm. Joe calls me up. I'm like, all right, we're canceling with Teddy. Yeah. To have you on, obviously, Oak, and then uh, don't like, tell Teddy my shit so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going in right after that. That's yeah, funny, that's Oak. Right. <laughs> oh man, that was funny though. He put in page six. Uh, that was a, I'm like, come on, Teddy, man. That's a bad job by him. That's alright. I don't know what he thought he was gonna do. I ain't did that to nobody. I, I came the year before, so what you want me to do? He's like, well, at least you came. <laughs> Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.